catacombs now. Old ghosts would have no more claim to the caves of Ardeatine. It took him a painful eternity to reach the church. But he picked up his pace when he saw the fountain. He practically fell into it, face first, choking when he gasped in pain and inhaled a mouthful of water instead of swallowing it. It was brackish and would probably make him sick but it was the best thing he'd ever tasted. He drank his fill and eased himself up, trying not to cry out as his shredded fingertips grazed the icy surface. He washed as best he could, cleaning the blood and dirt from his hair and his skin. If he didn't make his destination before sunrise, he wanted to make himself as presentable as possible, and the water revived him. He started in fright when a shadow loomed over him, only to realize it was just a man made of stone, a statue. The statue looked down in frozen compassion, hands extended but unable to help him. Angelo didn't know the name of the saint or the significance of the statue. The name of the church eluded him too. But something about it, the solemnity of expression, the melancholy acceptance in the stance made him think of Donatello's sculpture of St. George and the day Angelo had found his calling. He'd been 13 when St. George had spoken to him. Not audibly, Angelo wasn't a fool or a seer, but St. George had spoken to him all the same. He'd been on crutches that day his leg too sore to wear his prosthetic. The school excursion had tired him, and keeping up with the other boys was of little interest to him anyway. Father Sebastiano had brought them to the Palazzo del Bargello, and Angelo hadn't made it much farther than the entrance when he saw the statue. It was recessed and elevated so he couldn't touch it. But he wanted to. He got as close as he could and stood with his head back, gazing up at the statue as St. George stared off into an ancient distance, with an innocence that belied his armor and a fearlessness that contradicted the concerned slant of his brows. His eyes were wide and clear, his back was straight, and he faced the approaching threat with steadiness, though he looked barely old enough to wield a sword. Angelo could only gape at his face, transfixed. He'd stayed in that same position for a long time, ignoring the famed dome, the frescoes, and the stained glass. The enormity of the museum and all its wonders were reduced to that one sculpture. Now, more than a dozen years later, he stood peering up at a statue that wasn't Donatello's famed sculpture. Yet he beseeched him anyway. Help me, San Giorgio, he said aloud, hoping the heavens were listening. Help me to face what is to come. Angelo turned and staggered away from the fountain, back to the road that was as ancient as Rome itself, feeling the eyes of the unknown sculpture on his weary back. Angelo's thoughts returned to his champion, to the long ago afternoon when things had been made so clear when immortality seemed like a prize and not terrible torture. He hurt too much to be tempted by immortality now. 
death sounded so much more inviting. That long ago afternoon, he had eventually been joined in his contemplation of St. George, but was unaware of it until the man spoke up, telling him the story behind the art. George was a Roman soldier, a captain of sorts. He would not renounce his faith in Christ. He was promised gold and power and riches if he would simply worship the gods of the empire. See, the emperor did not want to kill him. He valued young George very much, but George refused. Angelo had pulled his eyes from Donatello's sculpture. The man beside him was a priest like Father Sebastiano, older than Angelo's father, but younger than his grandfather, Santino, the priest's eyes were bright and his hair neatly groomed. His face was kind and curious.